wanted to talk about the uh, the new album, of course, and the tour, and and get your thoughts on on a couple of things. And uh, I guess let's start with the uh, the new album. Oh, right on. Lucky number 13, the uh, end of chaos, and uh, breaking in Ken Mary on this album. Yeah, Ken is a badass. Uh, we hired him to do one of the tours after we found out Jason was going to depart. And him and Steve worked together a lot in the studio. And uh, Steve had asked Ken, hey, you got, you, would you be interested in doing this tour with us, you know, since Jason stepped out? Ken, he agreed. And then uh, after the tour, you know, it's like, man, I, I want this dude in the band. The first rehearsal we did, I mean, I knew that this guy was going to work out. He's just a freaking monster drummer. Really, really good. And you got to be a monster drummer to be in Flotsam and Jetsam. I mean, you can't be no slouch. But, you know, I, I was trying to figure it out, like, on a scale of justice, so to speak. How much, if you could put it on a scale, does, say, technicality versus personality come into making a decision on, on bringing in a new band member? Oh, my God. Uh, wow, it's it's a lot of both. We all gel together really well, and I think that's such an important factor of any band is being able to have that chemistry. And his personality, like if you met him and you didn't know he was a drummer, you wouldn't think that he could just kill the drum set like he can. He's such a docile, nice person, and he's, he's funny, you know. And uh, then just a completely uh, Jekyll and Hyde when he gets behind the drum set. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I am, a quiet guy, and then on the radio you know loud and always talking and won't shut up but for you though personally on on this album on on the end of chaos was there any and did you have any sort of uh mission statement going into it anything that you wanted to accomplish personally uh personally i just i just wanted to write the best songs we possibly could with with this lineup we have five members that are songwriters which is something we've never had in our arsenal before you know there's always been three that have been like the main songwriters but now having everybody in it is, you know, Ken, Ken's great at arrangements, lyrics. AK has really stepped up on his choruses and stuff like that. I'm super proud of it. I'm really proud of this one. I was proud of the last one, but this one, uh, it's always good to feel like you've, you've, you've taken it to another level, you know, just for a personal goal and accomplishment. I know everybody else thinks the same thing. That's awesome, man. That's what it's all about. And and great that you guys still want to make new music, too, where a lot of people, you know, in this day and age and people that you guys kind of came up with, so to speak, aren't doing new music. You know, they're just kind of relying on the catalog. It's great that you guys still need to put out new music. Yeah, we're. Uh, that's the thing. You know, we got a new fire under us right now, which is that's pretty cool. A lot of bands our age are kind of smoldering, you know, they're playing their old, old stuff and still kind of relying on that, which we still do, too. You know, we still get a lot of, we got to play No Place for Disgrace every show. we got to play Hammerhead. Right. There's a few that we have to do, but we're also getting requests for the new stuff, which in Europe is a good thing because they, they're they adamant about it. They don't want to hear the new stuff, but they want to hear the classes. They want to relive the path and uh, drink beers. And the same <laughs> thing in America right now, they want to hear the new stuff from us. So we're, we're pretty stoked about that. It's getting airplay, doing well, you know, so. How many new songs are you working into the live set, into this tour that you got Four. going on? Four. That's we great. Started, yeah, we started with two, and then uh, and we're actually probably going to work another one in there, too, you know. People are singing along with it. They're knowing the word. You know, right when you release a record, I don't really expect anybody to know it right off the bat, but they do. They know all four of them. So That's definitely great. an eye-opener for us. A, good, a welcome surprise. Not an unwelcome surprise, but a <laughs> I, We have a song on the record called Unwelcome. Surprise. <laughs> I love it, man. And, so, and yes, a welcome surprise. We should talk about the date specifically. We got you uh, June 12th at Malone's in Santa Ana. Yep. 
Who else is on the tour? I know Dead by Wednesday and a few other bands. Yeah, I think there's a couple local openers. I'm not sure exactly. I haven't looked at my my itinerary for that. I know Dead by Wednesday's on it. We picked them up on this tour last night in Covington, Kentucky, and they're going to be on us for the rest of it, except for, I think, the last couple of shows, which is, uh, or maybe they are going to be on it with Phoenix, in Phoenix, and Phoenix is their last show. So I have to look at my itinerary. You know, it changes, the bands change from day to day, so... I love Dead by Wednesday. I'm, I'm blanking on it at the moment. Their their drummer though. Opus. <laughs> that uh, guy. Yeah, Christian Morris. <laughs> yep, he's, he's awesome. That guy's a ball of energy. I was hanging out with him at the uh, the Nam convention, and oh my god, that guy's just electricity. Oh yeah, that guy uh, definitely. He's like the Energizer Bunny. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that guy has to be a drummer with that that amount of energy. But definitely looking forward to the show out there at Malone's and. Uh, Wanted to get you on a couple other things. You know, I always loved, you guys always did a killer cover of the Saturdays All Right for Fighting. And are you looking forward to the Elton biopic coming out here? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've always been an Elton John fan, you know. So, yeah, he, the, the movie's coming out. I want to check that out. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like we hacked a version of it, you know. I feel like we went to the song. But I guess that's kind of what we, you know, what our objective of it was. To, to do it and have fun with it and just make it as ugly and mean as possible <laughs> as it should be though i mean it, i mean think about it it's <laughs> yeah. talking about fighting it should be it should have some darkness to it <laughs> yes sir and did you see the uh queen movie what were your thoughts on that you know what i do not like documentaries or movies about stuff like that but i freaking loved it man i thought it was great i thought it was really done well oh i'll go watch it again we went to the theater i just loved it I thought it was awesome then of course the the next one would you, would you think about the crew? Did you see the dirt or not? I haven't seen that yet. Ah, uh, that that one's uh that one's kind of the 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 polar opposite of of uh of the Queen <laughs> one. You know, it's all the <laughs> the sex, heard. drugs, that's and rock exactly and roll. What I've heard. That's why I was kind of waiting. For fifty percent good, fifty percent bad. So yeah, I mean, it it certainly doesn't have the budget as those other movies too. I mean, it, it's Netflix versus you know theatrical release in, in, you know, every theater across the country, but still worth checking out. And, uh, you know, I wanted to ask you about one other old tune that I saw, and I, I saw co-written by uh, Christopher Cornell, a song called The Message, and wanted to learn a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, when we did that, we submitted the song to him to see if, he, if he'd be interested, and he came back with those those lyrics, which were about drugs on the street, and they were, they were freaking awesome lyrics. So we ended up using them for that song, you know, song The Message. And we never really, like, sat in a room and collaborated with him or spoke to him, you know. He was just uh, a lyricist on it. And pretty fortunate. I know the rest of the guys feel the same way. I have that on one of our records, you know, have that tie. Uh, it's a really strong, powerful song, too, as what, Chris Cornell songs are. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and what a beast. And, I mean, a singer and, and even a songwriter he was for his own band. Do you remember the first time you heard Soundgarden? Uh, yeah, I, I do. I was It was in Tempe. I was sitting on the front steps of, it was a coffee house. Gave me some headphones. Said, "Listen, this guy sounds a lot like ACD." And I listened to that. I was like, Man, this dude is on fire! What the hell? I've been a Soundgarden fan ever since. Tragic, that gone way too, way too soon, man. But at least we had Temple of the Dog and some Audio Slave and some other outlets and all all this great m- music to look back on and and remember him by. Wanted to ask you about one other uh, songwriter or, or old songwriter, uh, Jason Newstead. Do you guys still ever talk? Any any inter- interaction with him? 
Yeah, I still talk to him from time to time. I'm always, at least once or twice a year, I'm always hitting up, hitting him up, saying, dude, what do you got going on? You want to do a project? You know, like songs together. We did, when I rejoined the band uh, back in 2012, I took a, a short hiatus, but when I rejoined, I ended up calling Jason back and asking for collaborations on it. And uh, he was into it, you know, so he co-wrote a few of the two songs that with me. And, uh, and it was, that was stuff that I had been also writing, some stuff from the archives, and uh, it just didn't work out. You know, yeah, there's things going on. And I'm not saying that his heart was or wasn't into it, but it's just, he's Jason Newstead. You know, the guy's got a lot of stuff. He's got a lot of stuff up. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But it certainly. Uh, like, uh, my apologies for my cough. I, the bus sickness going on. Oh, no. No, no problem, man. From person to person. <laughs> I, won't, I won't keep it too much longer. Just uh, in wrapping, do you remember the first time you met Jason? Yeah. Um, when I, when I auditioned for Flotsam, that was the first time I met him. It was at the guitar shop in Scottsdale, Arizona. We'd go in this little amp room, and he's like, so what do you know? And I, I was like, I don't know. I was nervous, you know, because I really wanted to be in this band. I'd seen Flotsam a, a couple of times, and I was like, I need to be the guitar player for this band. <laughs> and then when I finally uh, got to meet him and audition or whatever, I didn't even know what to play, but he goes, you know, within five minutes, he's like, you're our new guitar player. I'm, oh, okay, killer. So then... Uh, history after that was I Live You Die that, I had, that was one of the first songs I wrote for the band it just kind of seemed in the right direction uh, and that's where like me and this industry started as far as songwriting man incredible and think back but you said 84 right so that's like 35th anniversary of that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> dinosaurs <laughs> no but that's great that, that you know you talk about uh passion and stuff and it's great to see that you know 35 years later you're still doing it you're still out there creating new music and and still doing these tours and and are still passionate about the music you play because you have to do it right that's that's what it's it's just in you at this point yeah when i took my time off you know it was, it was total depression for me you know i was doing uh i shouldn't say that i should say it like this it was depression like music depression for me because i I always love to be playing and creating and stuff like that. Putting the puzzle pieces together when you're in the studio, constantly looking for a great sound. I mean, I, I'm a geek, you know, I'm a total geek when it comes to that. And when that was gone, I had other aspects of my life I was concentrating on, but it was still, there's still something ticking back there going, dude, 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 get back into this. No. Nothing quite like it. Yep, totally. Yeah, no, I mean, I... I... Uh, I feel that. That's how you know you're born for it, right? That's how you know you were meant to do it. Exactly. Totally. Mike, one one last question for you. And appreciate all the time, but uh, just when I get to talk to a shredder like yourself, I always like to ask kind of if you could chisel out your own Mount Rushmore of shredders who influenced you. Who who would that be if you could chisel them on the side of the wall? Oh wow. That's, a, that's an awesome question. It would be, um, I guess it would be a cross between like uh, Angus Young. I'd like, I'd like to say Yngwie's been a big influence, although I can't play anything close to what that. Uh, and then yeah, lots of jazz. I, I listen to a lot of jazz players. Eve Morris from Deep, uh, Deep Purple, uh, fusion player. Yeah, and that's pr- that's probably pretty much it. Like during the early days of Flots, when I was listening to that stuff. I would thought maybe some UFO or something maybe in there. Maiden. Uh, yeah, some or Maiden. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> you know, if you say Maiden, then if, if you had to pick one of those guys in Maiden, I'm 
out of the two guitar players for Manning, you know, Adrian or Dave, who would you say out of those two did you look to more for inspiration? Dave Murray. Yeah. He had the, the pickup, you know, he'd flip the top pickup up to the neck position and get that sound. And that's kind of what I do, you know. So I, I just love that neck position sound. I just love that that guy always smiles during every guitar solo. <laughs> He's got the biggest smile on his face. His bank <laughs> yeah, right. Just <laughs> counting the the uh, dollars per note he's playing. <laughs> Mike, yeah. it's been a blast talking to you, man. Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks online at kcalfm.com. Adios,